0: Good job, Paul. Thank you for that. I will sing of my Redeemer. Good hymn, good hymn. Father, we are so grateful for another day you've given us. Another day to serve you, another day to worship you with our lives. And Father, as we look at your word now, spend a few moments in your word, I pray that you would open our hearts and our minds to understand those things you'd have us understand today. But Father, more important than understanding, more important than knowing, we want to be quick to put into practice those things that we hear today, recognizing it as your word. So help us do that as well in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Anyone out there tired? I heard a few things. Does anyone feel like they need a rest? Well, today is the last Sunday of June. And next Sunday we are into what we traditionally call the summer months. School is out, weather is usually hot, camps are on. People plan vacations and times away, breaks from routines and studies, time away from the workplace, all for the sake of seeking that elusive rest. I love to be busy. Throughout the year, I'm very busy. Some people tell me that I'm perhaps too busy. But I actually enjoy being busy and getting things done. It seems like most people know that about me. But what Many people don't realize as I also enjoy seasons of rest and relaxation I enjoy getting away from the office Sometimes after a long day of work, I'll go home and do nothing Just recoup and relax not every day, but some days And some days i'll come home and my wife Heidi will be just busy doing stuff running around the house getting things done And i'll just be sitting there watching her run by And i'll cheer for my lounge chair go heidi Obviously, it's not quite like that. But there are times that I do enjoy doing nothing or, or nothing of any particular importance. I also enjoy this season of ministry that we're in right now as much as I enjoy the busyness of the fall ministries and getting ready for the seeing Christmas tree and then the Easter presentations and throughout the year the BG Club program and the children's ministries and just the general busyness of the life of the church, as much as I enjoy all that, I also enjoy this time of the year when the BG Club is shut down, the children's church is winding down, seeing Christmas tree practices are still not quite in sight yet and I'm looking forward to time of camp and away on vacation and just a different pace around the office. I enjoy that too. And I don't feel guilty about enjoying this time of year. There's a lot to be said about seasons of rest and relaxation. If it wasn't for these seasons of rest, we wouldn't be able to function at our best level during the busy seasons. So I encourage you to take time to change your pace, make sure that you find time where you are resting and relaxing. And I was thinking more about that word rest. And how important it is. And I was praying about it and meditating on it. And I was thinking about how often we get so bogged down and dragged down by the weight of the world and responsibilities that are placed on us. And sometimes situations are beyond our control and we have to endure them or carry them or work through them. And they just weigh us down. Situations that weren't even of our own choosing and we can't seem to get any rest from them And sometimes we just feel like there's no way of getting rest from the busyness and the cares of this life And so there's this angst that's building within us because we want to experience rest And we realize the importance of rest But we have these responsibilities and cares that we just can't walk away from Necessarily So we feel trapped with no sign of rest in sight so I prayed, God, show me, how do I experience rest? How do we experience the type of rest that you want us to experience? How do we find rest? Our passage this morning is found in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28 to 30. It's, I believe it's on the screen or we'll be in a moment. It's also printed. I printed all of the passage of scriptures that I'll be referring to on the insert in your newsletter as well. You can refer to that if you wish. Matthew chapter 11, beginning at verse 28, says this, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus is preaching from town to town along the Sea of Galilee, and he gets to the end of one of his messages, and he speaks these familiar, gentle words. It's one of those passages of Scripture that seems to give people a good feeling. We hear the words, Come to me, all you who are weary, all you who are burdened, all you who are heavy laden. Is anyone tired? Does anyone need rest? Come to me, Jesus said. And we just lean back and and we relax as we hear those words because those words just feel so good. And we think to ourselves, these words were written just for me. I'm so tired and I don't want to do anymore and, and perhaps you, you've been, had a very demanding schedule. Perhaps situations of life have become very burdensome for you and, and we take that burden, all those responsibilities we have and we just momentarily unload them as we hear that passage. We just let everything kind of drain off our shoulders. That passage seems to have a soothing effect on people. You've seen commercials on television for headache relief or relief for back pain. They usually all start out the same by showing you some stressed out person who's at the end of their rope because of the pain and the agony that they are in. And sometimes they show that person stuck in a traffic jam or just sitting in an office with a mound of paperwork piled on their desk. In the space of 10 or 15 seconds, they show that same person completely relaxed, Relieved of all pain, enjoying life, no responsibilities, they're suddenly transported to a tranquil meadow, seen relaxing in the warm sun on a sandy beach, all because they took a certain medication. And I'm thinking to myself, as I watch that commercial, I want some of that stuff. Even if I don't need it. I don't have a headache today, and I don't have back pain today, but I'm sure not as relaxed as that person looks. I still have responsibilities. I still have time constraints and things that cause stress in my life. And if that medication will really make me feel that carefree in life, then, then I want some of that. Now, we know it really doesn't work that way. That medication may provide momentary relief to a headache or to a backache, but life's responsibilities will still be there. Stress will still be there. And whether you choose to enjoy life or not can't be solely dependent on the medication that you take. It's a choice of your attitude. As I was studying this passage, God began to remind me of some principles for my life and reminded me of some things that I know I need to be reminded of from time to time. Sometimes we think, I think we equate rest with being burden free. But I believe that God in some cases, maybe even in many cases, doesn't necessarily want to take our burden away. In fact, I believe in some cases that God has given us a burden to carry for a purpose. And I remember the first time God began speaking these truths into my heart, and I I began to argue with God. God, this is such a nice passage of Scripture. This is such a relaxing passage. I find rest in this passage. Please don't change the way that I understand this passage. I like the way that I understand it right now. It makes me feel good. But I understand now that sometimes God doesn't want to take our burdens away, but He wants to show us how to carry them better. And there's a huge difference. Sometimes God doesn't need to take our burdens away. He just needs to show us how to carry them. And when I thought about that truth, it changed the way that I prayed. It changed the way that I looked at things that I needed to do. It changed the way that I looked at my to-do list. I still needed to carry out the responsibilities that I had been given. I still needed to face the situations that I was facing. God didn't uh, want to remove those things from my life, but he wanted to show me how to carry them better some of you have heard the story about my piano before a few years back my parents needed to get piano out of their basement this is a very old upright piano one of those tall ones with the metal backing it was a monster incredibly heavy so my dad thought it'd be best to call some professional movers to get the piano out so six huge men show up to our house They looked like they were strong enough to lift the entire house, never mind just the piano. But they didn't look very organized, though, and and I'm sure it was the first day on the job for a couple of them. And they went downstairs and tried to lift the piano. And they grunted and groaned and moved it a few feet, but before my dad even had a chance to speak with them, they gave up, mumbling something under their breath, went out to their truck, drove away, never to be seen again. So my dad called a second moving company. Again, six guys show up that look strong enough to lift the house. They went downstairs and easily moved the piano to the bottom of the staircase. And now they needed to turn the piano and get it up the stairs. And they grunted and groaned and made several different attempts at getting this piano around the corner and up the stairs, but they just couldn't do it. They scuffed up the walls, banged up the baseboards, and finally they asked my dad if he had built, built out the basement after the piano was downstairs. My dad responded, No, the basement was the exact same layout as the day the piano came down the stairs. So they made some more attempts at it but failed and they figured my dad was lying to them Figured there was no way of getting that piano out without damaging something. So they eventually gave up and left These are professional moving companies This was becoming a little amusing. It was almost like a contest So my dad phoned the third moving company and a third crew showed up This time only four guys came in and they weren't all that big either They were obviously strong, but they weren't big guys like the first two crews. So they went downstairs to see the piano. I thought, oh, they're going to be down there for a while, so I took my time. When I finally went downstairs to see how the guys were doing, the piano was gone. I ran outside. They'd already put it on the back of the truck and were strapping it down, and they had quickly taken the piano apart, taking off boards and parts of the piano that I didn't even know came apart. And with two guys in either end of it, they carried it up the stairs, out in the truck, reassembled it, and were all done in a matter of a few minutes. When I moved away from Winnipeg, we kind of inherited that piano. It came with us all the way up north to Thompson. Our first day in Thompson, some of the people from the church gathered to unload our moving truck. And I remember the look on the faces of the six guys as they lifted that piano off the truck, carried it completely around the house to the backyard, to the back door, because that was the only door that it would fit in. And then they had to turn the whole piano on its side to get it around the corner and into the room. And they told me never to move again. And if I did, I wasn't to call them. A year later, we moved to a house within the city of Thompson, and I called some other movers to come and get the piano. This time it had to go down a flight of stairs and into my basement. I didn't want to call any, anyone from the church. I figured if that piano was going to hurt someone or even kill someone, I'd rather be somebody that I didn't know. <laughs> but you know what? They moved that piano out of my house with ease And when they got to the other house, they put the entire piano on some kind of a sled and they slid it all the way down the stairs. And it was very interesting to watch. They made it look so easy. Later, that same piano came with us to Brandon and somehow in the move, of all things, we lost the lid to the piano. That's another story. But over the years, I watched that piano get moved several times and I was thinking about those different moving companies. That over the years moved our piano or tried to move our piano. It was the same piano. It was the same amount of weight that needed to be moved. It was the same burden. What was different? The only difference was in the way they carried it. Some companies obviously knew how to carry pianos and others didn't. And those that succeeded made the work look light and easy, while those that couldn't manage the load made it look heavy and incredibly burdensome. And I thought to myself, you know, that is just how it is with the burdens that we carry in life. Those situations we carry that weigh us down, that stress us out, that leave us tired and anxious. In many of these situations, it's not a matter of getting rid of our burden, it's learning how to carry it properly. In our search for rest... Sometimes we think of rest as idleness, or doing nothing, or being burden-free, or responsibility-free. We quickly understand that 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 isn't real life. We know that. And God definitely knows that. So He says here, I want to show you how to experience rest. But first you need to learn how to carry the situations of life differently. In our passage this morning, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. But he also says, Take my yoke upon you. Now, when we think of a yoke, I don't know what you think of, but I think of farm animals. Animals that used to toil in the field before farm machinery came along, and whether it was an ox plowing a field, or whether it was workhorses or donkeys pulling a cart, each animal would wear a yoke. And it went around their neck or across their shoulders. Now, the yoke itself was not the burden. The yoke was what helped the animal carry the burden. It was what was attached. uh, It's what attached the burden to the animal. And our passage today doesn't say, throw off your yoke and get rid of your burdens and live a carefree life with no responsibilities, no pressures, or never having to face another difficult situation or rough situation again. It doesn't say that. Jesus tells us to take his yoke upon us and learn from him. What that says to me is that Jesus isn't necessarily changing our burden. He's changing the way that we carry it. Just like the moving company that successfully moved my piano. They didn't change the burden, they changed the way they carried the burden. And to them it seemed lighter, it seemed easier. By us taking on the yoke that Jesus has for us, it allows us to carry that burden easier, even to the point where the burden seems light. If we want to experience rest, then we need to take on the yoke that Jesus has for us. So what makes Jesus' yoke so different? The first thing about taking on the yoke that Jesus has for us is the importance we need to place just on spending time with him. Jesus said in Mark 6, verse 31, Come with me by yourself to a quiet place and get some rest. And then by Jesus' own example in Mark 1, 35, it says this, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed if we want to experience the rest that God has for us, then we need to make sure that we are regularly spending time with Jesus. We need to make sure that we're spending time in God's Word and in prayer, talking with God, communicating with Him, making sure that we're taking time to meditate on His Word. I'm looking forward to spending a week at our family camp in just a couple of weeks. I won't have any work responsibilities there. Just a chance to rest and listen to the word of God being preached and taught. It's, It's a great opportunity to experience God's rest. I vaguely remember my grandmother. She passed away when I was only five or six years old. She had a very rough life. She raised seven children on her own in a day and age when it was difficult for a woman to find a decent job with a decent wage. And her hands were physically deformed, which made it even more difficult for her to find work. And the reason why she was raising seven children on her own is because my grandparents had separated. And my grandmother was left to care for all the children. And back then, the church didn't know how to deal with those types of Situations properly either and instead of trying to restore the relationship or give any support and comfort and fellowship To my grandmother the church in some ways made her feel excluded or as if she was somehow at fault At least that's how she perceived it at the time So not only was she finding it difficult outside the church in caring for her family's physical needs But she was finding it difficult inside the church as well But my grandmother was a woman of prayer and she prayed and she prayed. And she never missed an opportunity to go to the prayer meeting. And even after a long day at work, even after coming home to look after seven children, she never thought twice about going to the place of prayer. She always went. It was an automatic. There was no question for her to answer or to even ask. She would take her tired and weary body and walk to church and pray. My grandmother's favorite verse was Isaiah 40 in verse 31. It says this, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, and they shall mount up with wings as eagles, they shall run and not be weary, they shall walk and not faint. And my grandmother claimed that verse as her own day after day after day. And I'm sure at times that was the only way that she made it. She firmly believed that as she waited on God and waited in his presence, as she learned to put her hope and her trust in God, he would renew her strength. And as my tired and frail grandma lay before God, he would lift her up and sustain her and give her strength for another day. She would experience his rest. She still had to face the same circumstances. My grandparents never did get back together. She still had to work every day. She still had the responsibility of caring for seven children. All that never changed. But she would come home from a prayer meeting seeing the praises of God with a smile on her face because God had renewed her strength. And as my grandmother took on Jesus' yoke, she learned that part of that meant learning to wait on God, learning to trust Him, and learning to put her hope in Him, learning to spend time with Him. And in doing that, she experienced miraculous rest. I'm sure there are times when we get very busy, sometimes too busy. And when that happens, we look for things that we can put aside to lighten our schedule. And unfortunately, sometimes our prayer time is the part of our schedule that is easiest to cut out. I know, I've done it myself. You just get so swamped with stuff and deadlines, that you, and you just can't get yourself to slow down enough to spend your own personal time along with God. You can't seem to find that time just to rest at Jesus' feet. And it takes a conscious effort. My own prayer life is still changing, and it's still growing, and I still do not find it easy, and I still have to discipline myself to find the time, to take the time But I trust that as we do discipline ourselves to spend time with Jesus, spend time waiting on God and calling out to Him, we will find that He does renew our strength. He shows us how to carry our burdens so that they may seem light. We should come away from the place of prayer refreshed and renewed in our spirits because we've experienced His rest. If we're not communicating with God, if we're not waiting in His presence, if we're not calling out to Him, if we're not praying, that it's like we have our own yoke still around our neck. It's like we still have our own yoke across our shoulders and we're dragging our, our burdens behind us, wondering why we're getting more and more tired, why, and wondering why life is so unfair, and why we can't seem to cope with the situations that we have to face, and why we never seem to be able to find that time of rest. Jesus says, take my yoke upon you, And learn from me and the only way that we learn from Jesus and find his rest is by studying his word and spending time with him another way in which we experience God's rest is by lightening our load I remember that sometimes I I, sorry I believe that sometimes we are carrying burdens that we just aren't supposed to carry burdens that God never intended for us to carry And a part of taking on the yoke that Jesus had for us is realizing what it is that we're supposed to carry and what it is that we're not supposed to carry. A friend of mine took his wife and his father on a camping trip. And they were going to hike all day to a camping spot, set up camp, go fish the next day. And then after that, hike all the way back the following day. It's a three-day trip. Well, my friend's wife was no one for playing practical jokes on people. they each took their backpacks and started out early in the morning and hiked all day carrying all their belongings with them. And it was obvious that my friend's father was laboring a little more than the others and and wanted to stop and rest quite often. But he didn't want to give up or seem like the weak old man in the group. He didn't want to seem weaker than the others. So he just kept hiking on and making the best of it. And finally, they, they reached their camp spot at supper time. been hiking all day. And the father is just exhausted. The other two are tired but not nearly as worn out as their father. The father opens his backpack to get some food for supper and out falls a rock that was probably seven or eight pounds that he'd been carrying since the morning. My friend's wife had placed it in his bag as a joke. He didn't think it was very funny. He'd been carrying something that he didn't need to carry. It was dead unnecessary weight. Had he discovered it earlier in the day, his load would have been much lighter. He wouldn't have been so exhausted. Are there things in our backpacks today that we aren't supposed to be carrying? They're just dead weights, and they are making us unnecessarily exhausted. Several years ago, a dear friend of mine sat me down and gave me some wonderful counsel that I'll never forget. This was quite some time ago. It was during a time I was finding myself very busy in ministry, and it was getting close to the point where it was difficult to find joy in the ministry. And his counsel changed the way I viewed what I had to do. He asked me, Vern, is everything that you're doing really have to be done? If you made a list of everything that you do in a week, whether it's at home, whether it's at work, whatever you do, if you made a complete list, are there things on that list that that you don't really have to do? Are there things on that list that don't really matter? And as I thought about this, I remember at first getting really angry and defensive. Do you think I'm wasting my time? You think that some of the things that I do aren't important? My back went straight. and I didn't like the counsel that I was receiving from my friend. But then after my friend left, I couldn't get his questions out of my mind. So I humored my own curiosity and went through the exercise of listing everything that I did. And I found myself saying time and time again, you know, if I stopped doing this particular thing on my to-do list, I don't think it would really matter. And this task over here that I've been so faithful in, I bet you nobody would even know if I stopped doing it. It doesn't really make a difference. And I began to prayerfully prioritize my to-do list, and I began to hack and slash things out of my routine that I had taken on that I never really should have in the first place. They were a part of the burden that I was carrying that I didn't need to carry, and instead of my load seeming light as described in Matthew chapter 11, it was heavy. And part of me taking on the yoke that Jesus had for me and and finding his rest was sorting out what things I was really supposed to carry and what things I was not. I don't want to carry things that God never intended for me to carry. It's like that farm animal pulling that plow. And after a while, the plow gets mud and, and clay and rocks stuck to it. And it becomes heavy. A good farmer would clean that plow and regularly get rid of the excess garbage that is not supposed to be there because it will tire the animal out. That animal was never supposed to pull that load. What is it that you're carrying today that you aren't supposed to be carrying? Maybe you're a person who worries a lot. That is a burden that God never intended you to carry. And you need to lay those worries down. Jesus, Take Jesus' yoke upon you. The yoke that Jesus has for you is not responsibility free, but it is worry free. Paul wrote, Do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Paul says, Don't worry. Not only is worry debilitating, it is sin. Because when we worry, we are saying that we don't trust God fully. We don't believe that He has everything under His control and that He has our best interests in mind. If we want to lighten our load and experience God's peace and rest, then we need to learn not to worry. Do you have habits that control you rather than are being controlled by you? If there are habits in your life controlling you, then they are adding to your burden. God never intended you to carry that burden. Cut those habits off and lighten your load. The writer of Hebrews wrote these words, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. That verse was actually written on every finisher's medal, In the Fargo Marathon that I ran back in May, everybody that finished the marathon, that verse was engraved in their medal. I thought that was pretty neat. And the Olympics are just around the corner. When the runners are called to the starting line, they first of all pause and they get rid of all the extra weight. They take off their warm-up suit and they strip down to a light pair of nylon shorts and a tank top. You never see someone line up to the starting line with a winter coat on and boots and a backpack. They get rid of everything that could possibly weigh them down and entangle them during the race. And the Christian life has often been referred to as a race. And when we run this race, we need to make sure that we are ridding ourselves of everything that would weigh us down and slow us down and ultimately trip us up. We need to continually be asking ourselves, are there areas of my life that I've not completely yielded over to God? Are there things in your life that are eating you up inside? Maybe they're causing you so much grief. Well, those are burdens that God never intended for you to carry. Cut them off and leave them behind. As you look at everything you do, and maybe you're even involved in a lot of church activities or areas of Christian service. Maybe you're a workaholic and you don't know when to quit. If your work, or whether it's a place of employment, or whether it's your own Christian service that you do before the Lord, if it's causing you undue stress or taking a toll on your family, then it is a burden that God never intended for you to carry. Cut that away. Release that burden from your load. Take on Jesus' yoke and sort out what it is that you're actually supposed to carry and get rid of everything else. And then you will experience rest. Finally, this morning, another way in which we discover the rest that God has for us is learning to share the load that we've been given. To share the load, share the burden. I believe that Jesus' yoke has room for many broad shoulders and many strong backs that are able to pull together. you were able to tell how rich a farmer was by how many oxen or horses or donkeys he had yoked together pulling his equipment. As you yoked the animals together, they would be able to share the load. The work was quicker, more efficient, and less straining on the animals. And I don't think there are a lot of yokes built for one when we speak of taking on Jesus' yoke. It's expected that we're to share the load with one another. We're to share one another's burdens. By definition, the word yoke implies at least two. Webster says a yoke is a wooden bar or frame by which two animals are coupled at the head or neck for working together. Or it's a clamp that embraces two parts to hold and unite them in position. Or it's two animals yoked together. A yoke is something that is supposed to be Shared. Galatians 6 and verse 2 says carry each other's burdens and this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. We're to carry each other's burdens. If I had to move a piece of furniture, I could try and do by myself. Perhaps with great effort I'd even succeed. But if I take one end and someone else takes the other end, it is so much easier because we're sharing the load. No one person is carrying the full weight by themselves. And some of us are suffering alone. Alone. We're carrying a burden that no one knows about. We don't think anyone cares about. We don't want to be a burden to someone else, so we just suffer alone and quietly carrying our burden. God never intended for you to carry that much weight alone. Scripture tells us to be a burden to someone else. It sounds kind of strange, but it's true. We are supposed to be a burden to someone else. We're supposed to be a burden to others. I hope I'm a burden to someone's heart. I trust there are people that are praying for me, and their heart is burdened with the load that I have to carry. I hope there are others sharing my load, just as I have a burden in my heart for so many other people, and I feel the weight of their load. I share their load, whether it be praying for one another, encouraging one another, supporting one another, or just being a friend in time of need. Allow others to share your burden. Jesus' yoke is light. It's supposed to be easy. And this is one of the ways that we're to lighten the load and experience the rest that God has for us. If you're not sharing someone else's burden, if we're not supporting one another in the burdens that we are to carry, then we're not doing what Scripture says. We need to share one another's load, and we need to allow others to share our load. This morning, Jesus says, Come to me, all that are weary, And I will give you rest. And then he says to experience that rest that he's talking about, we need to give up that yoke that we've been using and take his yoke upon us. Some of us perhaps need to learn how to carry our load differently. We've been trying to do it in our own strength, using our own yoke without going to God and spending time with him, realizing that that is where we get our strength renewed. Some of us are carrying things that we're not supposed to carry whether it's worry, whether it's wrong habits that are controlling us, whether it's certain tasks that we do, whether it's responsibilities that we've taken on that we were never supposed to, God wants to lighten our load by getting rid of those things, us getting rid of those things that we're not supposed to be carrying. And have you allowed someone else to share your load? And are you sharing someone else's? This is how we experience God's rest. Let's pray together. Father, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You for the reminders You give us of how to live. We thank You for the promises that are found there. Father, thank You that You do want to be our strength. You do want to be our rest. So, Father... Teach us. Help us. There's reminders that we had today and how to carry that burden, how to experience your rest, how to share one another's burden, how to make sure we're not carrying things that we're not supposed to carry. Father, I pray you would help us put this into practice in the days to come. Father, in this room, I know there are people that are carrying a very heavy burden. Maybe a burden of the, that was not of their own choosing, a, a situation that just came across their path, and now they're being forced to carry it, forced to walk through it, forced to experience it. God, I pray they would find encouragement in this passage today. They would find relief in this passage today, that as they just lay their yoke aside and the way they've been carrying the burden and take on your yoke, Father, they will find it light. They will find your rest today. They will find that peace that they've been longing for, for the situation that they're facing. Father, by your Holy Spirit, minister even right now as we're praying. Minister to that bird, minister to that knee, that person. Father, we thank you for your word. Pastor shares the worship team are going to lead us in a closing chorus. I want to give you an opportunity to respond to today's message and one of the things in I message that I found that I that I mentioned was finding rest and sharing one another's burdens. And if you have a need and would like someone to pray with you, we want to let you know that the front of the sanctuary is open for prayer. We believe in sharing one another's burdens. We have prayer teams who would love to have the opportunity to agree with you in prayer. In just a moment, I will close in prayer of dismissal. But let's stand together in closing and feel free to come and be ministered to as we sing. Let's sing
1: this together. Majesty.
0: your word into practice. And Father, I also ask that we would represent you well in the coming days as we go through this week, our places of work, those that we would rub shoulders with. Father, I pray we would be good representatives of who you are and the love that you have for us. May we go with your blessing in your precious name. Our altars remain open for a few moments. We encourage you to visit with one another today, but be mindful of those that may wish to meditate and pray for a few moments in the sanctuary. Thank you for joining with us today. I hope to see you this evening at the barbecue at 5.30.